Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight will be study number 14 of Revelation chapter 19. And we're going to be reading verses 11 through 15. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. Now last time we were looking in verse 11, we saw that the Lord Jesus Christ is the one seated upon a white horse and... uh that's because his judgment is righteous. He is holy and pure and without sin. And therefore, he himself, in his very being, is just and righteous. There, There is no unrighteousness with God of any kind. And so God is emphasizing his own character, his own truthfulness and and the fact that he himself maintains the perfect standard of his own law, which, of course, qualifies him to be a righteous judge. And uh, also, it's said in that verse that he that sat upon him, the, the white horse, was called faithful and true. And God is also emphasizing those particular characteristics concerning himself at, in, when it comes to Judgment Day. Um, God wants mankind to know. He wants everyone to know. He is faithful and true. And God has said throughout the history of the world, throughout the biblical history, there will be a day of judgment, a day of reckoning. There will be an appointed time, and now he is bringing that to pass, which does show forth his faithfulness to uphold his own word. And he is true. Everything that God says is honest, it is accurate, it is correct, it is right, it is just and holy and pure and true. There's no lie in him. There's no deception, uh, no deceitfulness of any kind, no exaggeration. And since he is true, we can be sure that his judgment will be a true judgment. It will be a proper judgment. God isn't going to uh, find fault where there is no fault, but he will find fault 
where there is fault in the sinner and and so his nature is to be faithful and true and then the end of verse 11 of revelation 19 says and in righteousness he doth judge and make war now this really has a dual meaning because christ himself is righteousness we read in first corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30 but of him are ye in Christ Jesus who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption Christ is made righteousness he is the essence of righteousness and God says in righteousness he doth judge and make war or we could say, in Christ, he does judge and make war in the day of judgment. We do know that God has set up the Lord Jesus Christ to be the judge of all the earth. Uh, for instance, it says in John chapter 5, in John 5, beginning in verse 27, and hath given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, in the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice, and shall come forth, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge." And my judgment is just, because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. So God has set up the Son to be the judge of all the earth. And and uh, notice again that Christ makes the point that as he hears, he judges, and his judgment is just. God uh, really points that out in numerous places in the Bible. Uh, it, it is very significant and important truth to him that it be known he is a just judge. Of course, in the world, we have judges and judges of men who are men themselves can be unjust. And, and from time to time, we encounter that and we see someone who takes bribes, or someone who perverts judgment, uh, someone who does wrong in a matter of judging another. And that is not the case with God. God is always a just judge. In Acts 17, we read in verses 30 and 31, And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent, because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he has given assurance unto all men, and that he has raised him from the dead." And, and we know, therefore, it's speaking of Christ. God 
is saying here, he's appointed a day, and we we know what that day is because the Bible has revealed it to be May 21, 2011, the beginning of a prolonged period of judgment called Judgment Day. The very likely will continue for 1,600 days in actual time. And this is the day in which God has determined to judge the world in righteousness, in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained. And so here um, we know that righteousness can refer to Christ himself, but it also refers to the word of God, the law of God that governs, that that lays out the law or that lays out the perimeters of God's righteous judgment. For instance, the law of God says in Deuteronomy 25 that a judge, um, when passing judgment, may only give punishment of 40 stripes, no more. A, a just judge must obey the law. Uh, that's what a just judge does. Unjust judges go beyond the law. They don't feel that they themselves are bound by the law. They they will skirt it, but not God. God does not go around his law or beyond it. it he does not break it, certainly. God has placed himself under his own law, and therefore, uh, in Deuteronomy 25, in those first few verses wherein a law is established for a judge concerning the limitation of punishment. God is under that law, and God, therefore, must limit the punishment. And and, and that means it's the law of God, it's the just law of God, that punishment cannot be administered without limitation. There cannot be an eternal punishment without end, in other words, because that would violate the law of God in Deuteronomy 25 in the first few verses. There must be a set limitation to the punishment. Therefore, God has appointed a day in which he will punish the world, or um, he will judge the world in righteousness by that man. The punishment, the judgment of God is performed in the day of judgment. The day of judgment continues in time for a period, again, that the Bible um, is, is presenting strong evidence will be 1,600 days. That is the day of judgment, the time God allots for administering punishment, and then at the end of it, he will destroy the sinner forevermore in annihilation, and they will cease to exist. They will not go on suffering under his wrath. They will not go on suffering um, uh, stripes without end. That that cannot be. It It is not a possibility. Uh, God, again, we can we can see why it's so important for God to express this and to let 
it be known that when it comes to judgment, he is most just. Um, we, we could go back to the Old Testament. And in Genesis chapter 18, we have um, God coming to Abraham and revealing that he is about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities of the plain. And Abraham begins to discuss this with God in Genesis 18 and verse 23. And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure, there be fifty righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And Jehovah said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. See how Abraham approached God and and pointed out to the Lord, of course, what God already knows, shall not the the judge of all the earth do right. Yes, of course, God is most just and must do or perform judgment in righteousness. He cannot be unrighteous in judgment. It must be a righteous judgment. And that means, according to God, he will not destroy the righteous with the wicked. And that tells us that when God destroyed the world with a flood, that no one outside of the ark was righteous. As the Bible says, there is none righteous, no, not one. Unless God saves someone, can anyone be counted righteous? And and therefore, only Noah and his family within the ark were made righteous through salvation. And likewise, when God was about to destroy Sodom, he first went into Sodom and called Lot out of the city. And as the New Testament tells us in Second Peter 2, God speaks of righteous Lot. Lot was righteous. He was a saved man. So God forewarned him, drew him out of the city, and then destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah and the neighboring cities of the plain. Because it is far from the Lord to destroy the righteous with the wicked. And before God could bring Judgment Day to pass on May 21, 2011, by shutting the door of heaven, he first had to save all of the righteous. He had to save all of his elect people, and and then he could bring judgment day to pass. Then he could shut the door of heaven and end his salvation program. God, being a just and righteous judge, and of course it, it is extremely far from him to do wickedly in judgment, followed these laws as well. And we can know all to be saved were saved before Judgment Day came to pass. And once Judgment Day comes, according to the Bible, we can also know there is a limitation on the punishment. It must be uh, completed and uh, the stripes administered and over with unless uh, you seem vile unto thy brother, 
or unless the law of God be broken by the idea, of course, of eternal hell with unlimited stripes breaks the law of God and and cannot be possible. And so God is always very concerned with performing righteous judgment. In Psalm 9, it says, beginning in verse 7, But Jehovah shall endure forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment, and he shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness. Jehovah also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. God will judge the world in righteousness. Now there's another place I want to look at. In the New Testament, in Romans chapter 2, we've discussed this before, but but uh, now after reading these other scriptures, we can we can see a little bit more why God um, says this. In Romans 2 and verses 5 and 6, it says there, But after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasurest up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God who will render to every man according to his deeds. And here God speaks of the day of wrath, which would be judgment day. And notice he uses the uh, the little word N as a conjunction to tie the two ideas together, the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. And that really shows us or reveals to us that it's God's plan in judgment day, in the time of judgment, to reveal more and more information concerning his righteous judgment. And and that's exactly what has happened. It's what we have seen. God has revealed the spiritual nature of the judgment. He has revealed there's a limitation on judgment. There, There's no hell, but annihilation. He has revealed that in, in all likelihood, the duration of the judgment. And he has revealed that the people of God, the elect, will be alive and living on the earth throughout the time of the judgment and so forth. Just all kinds of information has been opened up to us since May 21, 2011, that has fulfilled what we read here in Romans 2, verse 5, concerning the day of wrath and revelation. So that the day of wrath or the day of judgment is also a day of revelation of the righteous judgment of God. And and that's what we have been finding out uh, repeatedly. God is revealing his just judgment. The the righteous judgment of God is to shut the door of heaven. It is righteous and just to end his salvation and to set a limited period of time in which he will punish the people of the world and all unsaved individuals. There is nothing unjust about it. There is nothing off or or um, that transgresses the law of God about it. it. It is according to law. It is a very proper 
and right thing for God to do in the matter of judgment. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over Pal Talk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.